Uh oh, we dipped. You there? Hello? You there? Hello? Every single individual has a story to tell. And they're great stories that need to be heard. I want every listener to know they have the ability to change the world. Welcome to the 1720 Podcast. What's up, Mountain Movers? Welcome back to the 1720 Podcast. This week, Kevin and I tried something new. We tried to record a new format while we were both in the car, headed from one place to another because our schedules have just been hectic, and finding time to get together to record has been difficult. Uh, but unfortunately, the technology that we used to do this failed us. So the first 15 to 20 minutes of the podcast where we recorded a summary about Christmas and the things that have been going on and an update about you know various things uh, in our lives, it just got completely lost. Uh, Kevin's audio was going 2x and it was not lined up on top of my audio. It was a complete disaster. So we may or may not revisit that episode format, but for today, I'm just going to drop us into the section of the audio that was working. It'll come a little bit out of left field. It'll sound a little crazy, but at least with a little bit of background here, uh, you guys will know what's going on. Traction. You've read Traction, haven't you? You know, I don't think I got all the way through it. Um which is weird for me, but also not because last year I, I decided like, if, it, if I'm not fully engaged in it, I got to move on to the next one. The list is very long. We have guests yeah. that give us two to three every week, leaders, mentors, counterparts. It's like, okay, I'm going to move to the next one. So I don't remember if I got all the way through it, but I know a lot of people that do EOS uh, start with that book. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had breakfast with uh, Michael Blakemore the other day. We were talking about it and, and he was very high on it and i was into it just a little bit and then we started having a very interesting conversation around it so we're we're chewing through that and i'm, I'm very excited about it so far um and I, i'm i'm gonna oh oh two other things so adam tarnow you remember adam uh from uh i don't know maybe 60 episodes ago he actually pushed out this last week like uh, here's how i read so many books sort of um email newsletter and one of one of his seven points i forget what they were was if you ain't into it, just move on. Like it's not that deep. Right. And so I used to be, that's probably part of my, I hate to read is cause I don't want to be a quitter and I would just be like grinding through something I hated and just learn to hate it. But yep. it's good advice. It ain't that deep. Like if you're not feeling it, move on, man. Um, there's that's, way too many books out there that just be grinding through something you hate. So millions, millions yeah. of books. Um, and then let me give you a third one here. This is also a, a, a little pitch, um, or not pitch, prop. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, for my buddy Kent Rabelais, uh, who we who we had on some time ago, he uh, I, I don't know all the right words. I'm having lunch with him next week to get all the details. But he bought the rights to this book called uh, I think it's called One Night in a Thousand Years, and then got James Vanderbeek from Varsity Blues. You remember that guy? Mm-hmm. To read or narrate i guess the audiobook and so that's the book i actually i'm listening to that one i take back what i said earlier i'm listening to that one because vanderbeek narrated it and it's uh man it's 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 not a business book i'm reading it for pleasure and it has been one of these things that i texted kent the other day like i have hung on every word of this thing i got stuck into it from the from the preview 
and have hung on every word. And it's, um, I think it's kind of a generally a coming of age story, a la dead poet society. And it's been great. So if y'all are looking for something for, to read for fun or listen to for fun, uh, I'm eight or nine chapters in so far and it's super duper. So that's it. That's I'm reading. Dude, you're three killing books. It. Yeah. My goal was one a month. And so I guess if I picked up three immediately, if I get these finished, these three finished in the first quarter, I will count that as a victory. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's huge. It's like three X from last year. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, you can't. It's like dividing by zero breaks the system. It's not even an X. You can't X this. This is because last year was zero <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So that, those are, those are the three, uh, red wedding ring, one, one book per month. Uh, well, and the other one was exercise, but the, trying to figure out the why, um, and so I've packaged a, a why around exercising that is non-derivative of scoring 30 points on Sundays. Um, so that's, that's my three. That's awesome, man. And you're already rocking and rolling on the reading one, which is great. What's the game plan for the exercise one? Um, I don't really have a great plan other than, uh, Jake pushed out his hundred pushups, hundred sit-ups, and a bunch of other couple of things. I don't know if you saw that email. And so we've been trying to do that. It's not great. It's not like a marathon, but that's okay. Uh, Actually, the most religious to this is Stella. She has done her push-ups and sit-ups every day, every day. And sometimes she'll come in and hit me. She's like, dad, have you done yours today? And I'm like, no. Uh, So that's the the very short plan is this. Just doing push-ups and sit-ups every day. That's, that's a plan and accountability comes in all shapes, sizes, and ages, dude. How cool is that? If I told you, speaking of accountability in all shapes and sizes, if I told you the story about me and William running one day, this is about three years ago and we were, oh, hit me with it. he was, he was running cross country and it was at that time where he was like, I had pushed him for years when we would go jogging, like, Hey man, come on, you got to blah, blah, blah. Just kind of in his ear the whole time. And this particular day, I'm actually driving right by where we were when he said it. Cause I'm getting close to my house. And, uh, I was lagging behind and he was kind of running me down and he turned back to me and he goes, come on, dad, you just got to push a little harder. Your body is strong. It's your mind. that's weak. And oh. I was like, Oh man, got me so good. He got so, you too. Yes. Yeah. This was like three years ago. It was 12 or 13. And, uh, so anyway, yeah, to your point, it comes in all sizes. So that one's from, those two are from the kids, but yeah, it comes in all shapes and sizes. I love it, man. It, I do genuinely love hearing other people's goals and the game plan to get there. And every year I have several people that send me their goal achieving worksheet and say, Hey, would you please hold me accountable? I don't, I don't have faith that I'll keep on with this. And I'm like, Oh, I got you. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll load I know this in the calendar. Don't, yeah, don't you worry about it. And <laughs> it, you, it, it's funny when you think about that, like how much we need each other because people are pleading with you to just hold me accountable, like because they just don't trust themselves. And that's yeah. the whole point of having a game plan and a system that goes beyond your thoughts. And that's why we're so passionate about talking about this stuff. At least for me, I've always had such a low ceiling over my life that I, if I if it weren't for goal achieving, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I'm at. And so, year over year, setting these goals and achieving them 
have radically impacted my life and you know the the making sure we're hitting all the buckets of the life so work career family physical spiritual you got to have some personal ones like those are the buckets and then the types of goals each year that i set are consistency goals which you can do it as the person you are today you just have to keep showing up and then stretch goals that the consistency goals can feed which stretch goals are goals that I can't achieve with who I am today, but with some consistency and effort, I can potentially get there. And so much like how you just shocked me with some goal setting, I'm going to shock you if you haven't seen it on the DM list. Like typically I'm known for the audacious physical goals. Like I'm going to go do this and people are like, you're insane. (laughs) And so that's kind of played out for me. I'm going to do it right. I got consistency goals in the physical bucket, 250 workouts, 50, 10 K's a no snacking past eight. That was the little Debbie comment earlier Yeah, because I've learned that when I create new habits or when I break old habits, I create new habits. So last year was the first time in my journey of getting to 10% body fat. That was last year's stretch goal. I got there, but I started this new evening snacking thing that I've never done before. Uh, so now this year there's no snacking after eight. And if I do it, I have a 5k penalty. So somehow, some way I got to fit a 5k into my schedule. That's already blown to pieces, which I've already had to run to. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and it's very difficult to fit into my calendar. Uh, so it's a, it's like, I'm not, I'm going to keep my fat butt out of the little Debbie drawer and just sleep through the night. Um, but this year, so I started really evaluating, like, I don't want to look back at my life and be like, Oh, cool. You did all this physical Mm -hmm. stuff. What about the whole person, you know? And so I've been focusing more on family. I focused more on family this year. And now this year in the personal bucket, my consistency goal, that's a wild card is singing lessons. And the stretch goal is leading a worship song at church. Oh my gosh. That is a total curveball, man. So you didn't know that until I just said it. No, I did not know it. So you just said it. Does that mean I'm I not took- reading the DMs that well? Oh, 100%. But that, that makes for a better podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because I do look at them every day, I, but I've, you know, not like stopped down, study them every day. And I might have skipped one and nine then. But uh, yeah, that's amazing. Can you sing oh, it yeah, all? Dude. Not really. No, it's going to be rough. <laughs> and so, Sam, my pastor on New Year's Eve, he's a good buddy too. Um, he called me at seven o'clock because he had my goal achieving worksheet. And he called me seven p.m. New Year's Eve. And he's like, "Dude, are you sure about this goal? Are you sure you you want to come through with it? Like, I don't think you could do it. Like, I don't think it's a great idea. We got to protect the brand, all this sort of stuff." He sounded genuinely concerned with it, and he was either playing like leadership chess with me because he knew that I'd put a chip on my shoulder to take it serious. But as you are well aware, I don't need that chip. But it yeah, did. Right. It was like, no, it's staying. It told me that I was right where I needed to be with the weird kind of stretch goals in my life. It's just not the physical bucket this year. I want to know how that's going because I don't doubt that you can and will do it. But not like not knowing you to be a singer. <laughs> that's like that's just a, such a curveball. Like just it's- such a curveball. <laughs> And as you know, I spend months coming up with these. And so I had like a three item thing and it was singing, 
like line dancing so we can go dancing like Billy Bob's with Sadie and playing the piano. And out of those three, singing scared me the most. So I had to start with it. And so January's bananas. There's, we talked about it twice, I think, already on this episode. But I can't formalize anything other than singing in the car and just finding out just how bad I am. Uh, but I start lessons Wednesday, February 7th. One-on-one okay. coaching. So I'm in. <laughs> I'm spending money on it. I'm spending time on it. I'm spending consistency and effort on it. I'm in. You know, Ashley and I talk sometimes about how I wonder if the kids specifically, but like they have some unique talent that we didn't even know to attempt to cultivate. And maybe they they are all like concerto opera singers and we don't even know it. Maybe that's you, man. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Them. Yeah. Maybe it's just a diamond in the rough. You're going to get that thing sharpened up and we're all going to be headed to, uh, uh, what's it called? The fancy place in new york city i can't think of the name of it right now radio music hall no that's nashville isn't it radio music hall i think is in new york too but i'm thinking about um it's like a center for performing arts it's more of a you know violins and operas than it is uh the rockets yeah i'm gonna make Pavarotti sound like a subway singer by the end of this year Here we <laughs> okay <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm absolutely it's, kidding it's gonna I'm, be ruthless yeah yeah, I've, and I've heard some really good subway singers too. So that's mm-hmm. even that. So, you know, amen. You should. Your stretch go okay. See, at, at church, that's good. Should have been trying out for America's Got Talent. That's what it should have been. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's brutal. I <laughs> so good. Here are some knowns after belting out some true trying to really really sing in the car. Try, try this on your next ride solo. Like try to truly sing. Uh-huh. What, what I, what I found out is like, I could whisper, like I could whisper, sing medium, sing, or like boisterous kind of joking, sing loud, but like, you cannot connect those three dots. Like there's no range whatsoever. So when I try to go from like one sound to the next sound, it's brutal. So mm. we're, 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 it's kind of like zero to marathon. You know, I bought the running shoes. That's as far <laughs> as I've made it. Uh, <laughs> Well, let's Man, see where we go. Where we go? That's so good. <laughs> but I'm excited so for the other things, like physical check. I should have those. This one is way outside of my comfort zone. And then I got two family trips on there, which is forcing me to think early and often about it. And we already have a ski trip booked for next month, and none of us, or I haven't been skiing before. Quinn hasn't been skiing before, and it's just you know. Again, I don't want to look back at my life and, and see that I've only focused on work or only f- focused on work and physical. I want to look back when I have those rocking chair moments and be like, you gave a lot of things a chance, man. And, uh, you, you, right. you put your family first. They felt that, you know, like uh, there's take Quinda lunch once a month on there, take Sadie on a date once a month on there. Like doing those things continuously is how I make sure life is lived fully you know well and Uh, and there's some there's some um i don't remember where i read it or heard about it i want to say it was uh, the huberman podcast but there's there is some um part of your brain that you know they say as you get older life tends to speed up which i think is true but the the neuroscience behind why that's true generally is because you perceive experiences that you've had before at a faster clip 
than new experiences. And so the gist of it, the gist of the theory is people who are always doing new things or having new experiences or deciding they're going to learn how to sing when they're in their thirties, <laughs> like <laughs> they, their lives feel longer because they're always having these new experiences as opposed to, no, I get up and do this and drink my coffee and put a tablespoon of this and go to work and sit in this chair. And, and then all of a sudden 40 years fly by like, boom. So not only is there some rocking chair moment of looking back and saying, I, I don't want to have been just focused on these things. I think there is for you and for your family, the ability with all these new things to, to begin to elongate the perception of the time that we do have here. So there's a couple of things going on there, man. Dude, that's rich and timely because we're just exiting a two-day strategy session for Mountain Hoover Facades and laying out that we did the yearly goals like we always do, but for the first time we did three, five, and 10-year big BHAGs, so big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah. And looking at the three and five, it's like, guys, look, it's already January of 24, like the end like the end of this three year BHAG is only the end of twenty twenty six. Like that's gonna be here in a flash. Like it don't don't look at that as burdensome that that's so far away. Look at how close it is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so and if Huberman said it, that means it's backed by science. So Well don't somebody fact check me on that. I think it was Huberman, but it definitely was a scholarly article. It wasn't just some random nonsense website. It was a reputable neuroscience related article that i read so um if it ain't if it ain't huberman my bad but also if you're not watching huberman or listening to huberman you should go do that also andrew right andrew huberman yeah he's an absolute beast man uh yeah every time i've listened to an episode of his it's just it's so engaging and intelligent my goodness like yeah 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 it's just unbelievable all right so we we have the car ride home episode which is awesome. I love this new idea. Um, but also what that means is our timing gets a little jumbled up. I have no idea how long we've been going, but I'm home. So I don't know if we have, I could sit for a minute. We have other stuff or I don't, I don't know where we are in the episode or if we want to wrap or what, man. Yeah. I, I think just recap, get those thoughts and wishes out of your brain and onto paper, right? So, have some goals for the year for yourself, for your family, for your future, for your company, for all the buckets of your life. Come up with a tracking mechanism. So don't don't say be more, be better. Like it's got to be quantifiable. Come up with something that I'm going to do this X number of times or whatever the case may be. Share it with somebody just like Stuart and his daughter Stella. Like they're holding each other accountable because they're walking through something together and they have a unified goal. Find an accountability partner. And then once you have that game plan, just execute it repeatedly. It's simple yet difficult for so many. Get it on paper. Get it tracking. Have somebody hold you accountable and follow through. And this will be your best year yet. Just keep up with it. Don't let this, don't, don't let the fire that goes out every single year for every single one of us be the reason why you stop chasing your goals. Yeah. I've heard a few people, uh, myself included a little bit, sort of repeat the mantra that 24 is going to be, be the best year ever. 
And uh, I mean, I, th- I think there's something to it. If you, if you put something to it, there, there's nothing to it. If it's just words you say, you know, for but, sure. but there's something to it. If you do something about it. So it's a good reminder for everybody as we kick off or kick off into, I guess, sort of mid January, uh, get yourself back on the goal that you fell off of and, and have some ideas on how to keep track of all of it. So that this is, so the 24 is the best year ever. You got it. All right, man. Uh, well, we will catch up again next week. Uh, and for you listeners out there, y'all stay out there and keep moving mountains. 